Thank you for your word. God, as we come to you, we are eager, we're excited. Lord, you are already here in our midst. And God, as we come to you, we ask that your spirit would move upon us, Lord. That you would speak to us, God. That you would speak deeply and help us, God, to to really live for you. And not only that, but to put aside our flesh and put aside our our emotions that can get in the way so many times and help us to to just really focus in on you right now and with what we're learning and so god i ask that you would bless your word tonight may you give us ears to hear what is what the spirit is saying to us in jesus name and everyone said amen while there was a man who had been overcome with worry but then he told his friend i have a mount well He told his friend with all this worry, he said, I have a mountain of credit card debt. I've lost my job. My car is about to be repossessed and our house is in foreclosure. But then he says, I'm not worried about it. Not worried about it? How can that be? Asked his friend. Well, said this man, I've hired a professional worrier. He does all the worrying for me. I don't have to think about it at all. Well, his friend said, wow, that, that's amazing. By the way, how much do you pay this professional warrior for his services? Well, the man replied, oh, I pay him $60,000 a year. What? asked the friend. You don't have any money to spare. How can you pay, pay him? How can you pay that money? I don't know, said the man, but that's for him to worry about. Well, don't you wish that we can... Uh, take our worries and offload them off ourselves to, to someone else? Well, you know what? You can. By be coming to God in prayer with all your worries. As we return to our study in Philippians, we find that God wants us believers to pray and not be so filled with worry all the time. So tonight we find this, How to Win Against Worry. And that's our title this tonight. How to win against worry. We're going to be studying Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 tonight. Now, how do you win against worry? We're going to see three things, and this is our outline here today. Number one, be not anxious. Number two, be in prayer. And number three, be at peace. So pretty simple here. Let's get into our passage. And number one in our outline, be not anxious. Be not anxious. Now, Take a look with me, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, in just the first part for this first section now. It, re, it says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. And we'll stop and pause right there. So first of all, we begin with the Apostle Paul writing, do not be anxious. We'll, we'll think about that for a moment. The Greek word is merimanao, and it means to worry. It means to be troubled. So the whole idea of anxiousness, we know, right? But worry is in that. To be troubled is in that. Even some uh, uh, some refer to this idea as being harassed. And doesn't that what describe what anxiety does, what worry does? So Paul instructs the believers to not give in to worry. Do not be anxious. Now, let's kind of back up for a moment and, and remember what we saw last time. In the first part of chapter 4, 
Paul had appealed to the two women to put aside their disagreements, which, if you remember, was causing this big division in the Philippian church. And all this was keeping the church from having true joy in the Lord. And they were basically giving into sin and giving into the flesh. So Paul called them to, no, don't do that. Hold to living for Christ, being who you are in Jesus, and hold to being spiritually mature and to grow and to be the people that God wants you to be in forgiveness, love, giving grace, and remember your walk in the Lord. We, we called the message last week, hold your ground, to spiritually stand fast. So now, Paul goes on here to tackle the anxiousness in the church, the anxiousness in the hearts of believers because of all this stuff that is going on, the worry about the division in the church, the worry about that contention going on in the two women, and maybe, you know, the worry from the opposition, from the mounting persecution. Remember, that's all coming now, too. And maybe they're also worried about Paul in prison. He might be martyred soon. And though Paul's not worried at all, we know, as we've been seeing in our, our reading here, our study here. So Paul flows into talking to the Philippians now all about their worries. And he tells them to not give into worry. Then Paul adds this. That believers are not to worry about, and what does it say here? Anything. The NASB puts it, be anxious about nothing. See, nothing is outside of God's sovereign power. Nothing is too hard for God. Anything that worries you, God can handle easily. So Paul says, don't worry about anything. God can take care of all your worries. So there's no need to worry about anything because you know what? God's on it. He's taking care of it. So be not anxious, our heading here. So Paul right away is putting out there and putting it to us here, God is, be not anxious. Do not worry. Jesus brought this same thought in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 26. And he said this, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and a body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? In other words, if God takes care of the birds, he will certainly take care of his children. So Jesus is saying, why worry here? The Father cares for you, right, more than the, than the birds. Hey, he'll take care of you, no worry. So, like Jesus, Paul is saying this, don't be worried about anything. And that's our point here right away. Don't be worried about anything. Barton in his commentary said, Worrying is bad because it is a subtle form of distrust in God. So you see, that worry shouldn't even be part of it, especially if we know God, especially if we are His children, especially if the Father is taking care of us. When believers worry, their eyes is off the Lord who can take care of whatever's causing that worry. Let me ask you tonight, is that you? Do not give in to that worry. Don't give in to that. Don't, don't let it control you, that worry. 
You know, I was thinking about that, how when I worry, wow, it, it consumes me. I mean, there's, there's I'm, certain things that don't worry. And for the most part, I, I don't worry that much. But sometimes there's, you know, those certain things in your life that can, can really get to you. Those things that you really worry about, it consumes me. I can't think about anything else, right? I can't sleep. Uh, it can make me physically sick. It steals my joy, extinguishes my faith with doubt, and it paralyzes me. Doesn't that happen to you? Do you know worry has a partner too? The partner to worry, his name is fear. So let's do what Paul is asking us to do. Be not anxious about anything. Let's you and I stop being worried and start trusting God. Be not anxious. So, how to win against worry? The first thing is we make that choice. Be not anxious about anything. Well, let's go on to number two in our outline. Be in prayer. Number one, be not anxious. And number two, be in prayer. Now, take a look at the rest of verse six. And that's our next part here. After he says, uh, do not be anxious about anything. Then Paul says this. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we'll stop there. So Paul goes on here and says, well, be not anxious, right? Now, what do I do with my worries? Well, Paul goes on and says, well, you must bring them to God by prayer. The end of verse 6, six explains that. It says, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer is where we can offload all our worries and all our stresses to God. That's the idea. He says, don't worry, be not anxious about anything. Well, what do we do with it? Well, we come to the Lord and we offload them onto God. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So, see, you go to Jesus and you offload it to him. He's the one who will take it from you, and he can give you that rest. He, you, We are to offload all our worries and stress to God. So, what is he saying? Be in prayer. Go to him in prayer. Go to Jesus in that way. So, Paul says to bring everything to God in prayer. Everything. What is everything? Everything. The Greek word really means totality or the whole. And the idea is this. Oneness. Like like everything. All one. Total. Nothing left out. That's what we are to do. In other words, Paul is saying, give it all up to God in prayer. So do not be anxious. Be, be not anxious at all. Take that and give it all over to God. Put it in His hands in prayer. And you know what? Everything means everything. Remember, there's no request that is too small. There's no request that is too difficult. There's no situation that God does not care about. Everything is everything. All worries must be given up to God. Now, look at the word here in verse 6. Supplication. Supplication. Supplication means like a heartfelt petition given to God. Prayer is a general term for uh, like worshipful communion and conversation with God. So the idea is to both now spend time with God in prayer and lift up every worry to Him. Sinclair Ferguson wrote, Anxiety cannot continue to breathe easily in an atmosphere suffused with prayer. 
I like that. Uh, 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 anxiety, worry, it can't exist in the atmosphere of prayer. It, it, it cannot. As we spend time with God in prayer, as we give Him every worry, everything to Him, you know what? That's what I find. I find my worries seem to loosen its grip on me. And whenever I sit before the Lord's presence in prayer, it goes. Worry and prayer cannot coexist. It's one or the other. You know, I love the words to the old hymn by William W. Walford. It says, Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, that calls me from a world of care, and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief, and oft escaped the temper snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Here it is, guys. The cure for worry is spending time with God. To take everything to God in prayer. That's why it's important to be in prayer. Now look at one more thing tucked into all this. In the middle of verse 6, it says, In everything by prayer and supplication with what? With thanksgiving. This is how we approach God when we go into prayer with our worries. The idea is to go into prayer with a heart willing to thank God, to remember to thank God. I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, in my times of worry or stressing and anxiety, I just run to God and, you know, that's the first thing I forget, right? God, help me. God, I need this. God, God, you got to help me. But we forget to thank the Lord. Now, Paul tucks that in there because it's really important. We don't want to just go to the Lord and just, Lord, why are you doing this? Well, how come this? And complain, right? I mean, if you were to give one characteristic of the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness wanderings, what would that be? They were complainers, right? Lord, where's the food? Lord, where's the water? Lord, we don't like this. Lord, we'd rather go back to Egypt. Well, Lord, we missed this. We missed that. Lord, the giants are too big, right? We, they, they were continually complaining. And I don't see that many times that they thank the Lord. Well, the thing is, being thankful will stop that complaining and fight off the worry. See, complaining and the worry, the, the worry will generate the complaining to the Lord. But if we thank God, it'll fight and put water on that fire of worry that's, that's building up inside of you. You know why? Because being thankful changes your perspective. Think about that for a moment. When you come to the Lord and you're being thankful, it changes that perspective. See, it's important to remind yourself in times of worry to be thankful. Why? Because there's some things to be thankful to God for. And what are those things? And that well, these are the things that are going to help you. Well, number one is salvation. Be thankful to God for salvation. We are now God's children. You belong to God. He cares for you. So a lot of times, I, I, I actually write in my prayer uh, time, my prayer list, what I pray for. I put being thankful because sometimes I could forget. But I want to make sure I go to God and honor Him, glorify Him, and, and also thank Him. And one of the first things I put there is, God, thank you for saving this sinner. Lord, thank you for being in my life, and now I am your child. 
A second thing we could thank the Lord for is the cross. Because through Jesus Christ, we find His forgiveness, through His, His sacrifice on the cross. And yet at the cross, we, we not only find forgiveness, but through that we find our righteousness. Through that we, we are cleansed. And you know what? Now through the cross, it gives us access to God's presence in prayer. So the cross actually gets us to the throne to find help in time of need so that we can come to God with our worries. So I thank God for salvation, the cross, and thirdly, past blessings. It's good. It's good to go back and think about those past blessings. God has already, you know, all the things God has already worked in our lives. If we look at all that He's done, how much will He give us hope for what we're going to right now and the future? The fourth thing is we should thank God for His love. I mean, how many times has He poured out His love upon us? How many times has He proved Himself that He loves us? And, and you know, I, I would say, encourage you guys, list those things. As you're thanking God for His love, list those things down. God, thank you that... that Lord, when I was worshiping that song, I just felt your love pour into me. Thank you for that person who gave me a call. Or thank you for that person who prayed for me. I felt your love through the words that they said. And the fifth thing we can be thankful for is answers to past prayers. And, and again, that's like looking to past blessings. But specifically, how about those times when you prayed like, well, all of you, Lord, please do this. It was a crisis. It was one of those Red Sea moments, right? And then God came through, parted the Red Sea. Remember that? Thank the Lord for that. Thank Him. Don't just forget about it and say, oh, yeah, okay, see you later, God. No, go back. Thank Him. Yeah, Like, remember when uh, I think it was the lepers were, were healed, right? And, and one came back to thank the Lord, and Jesus said, hey, where are the other nine? Ten got healed. Only one came back. Where are the other nine? So we should thank God for those the answers to the past prayers and His help, His rescues that He's done. And I'll tell you, that's going to help you see the Lord in your situation. How about this? The sixth thing I listed here is God's promises. Like no trial will ever be too much for you to handle. 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. Think about that, right? That He won't give you more than you can handle. No temptation has overtaken man, right? So uh, think about that. God won't put to you... Through, put you through a trial, temptation that we more than you can handle. So no matter what's worrying you, no matter maybe the troubles that are upon you, no matter what's stressing you, God is there with you and God can strengthen you. And you know, He's not going to give you. He's sovereign enough and control of your life that He will not give you more than you can handle. One more thing about God's promise. How about that? How about God's promise to use everything that happens in your life for His ultimate good and glory. Where is that? Romans 8.28, right? God can work all things together, right? For good, for His purposes, right? To those who love Him, who are called to His purposes. So that that's the Lord. That's the God we serve. And so we can say, God, thank you that you work all, together, all things together for good. And, and we've been talking about lately too. Remember Joseph, right? You know, and everything he went through. And at the end, you know, he told his brothers what you meant for evil. God, you know, turned to good, right? So thank God that he works in that way. And those are things we can thank the Lord with 
to help us with our worry. So you find you when you do this, you will find being thankful in your prayer helps you see things in a whole different perspective. And that's what's important, you guys. Because when we're thankful, it fights off the worry trying to take you down. That's what worry does. It brings you down. It depresses you. It discourages you. It overwhelms you. It, it, it grabs your emotion. It grabs everything about your mind and everything. And then it paralyzes you. And, and you can't have faith. You don't. All you're doing is, is you're full of fears. Partner walks in. But when you start thanking God, you begin to see the perspective that whatever is worrying you has no power over what God can and is doing in your life. Understand that today. John MacArthur wrote this, Thankful prayer brings release from fear and worry. I like that. Release from fear and worry. Because it affirms God's sovereign control over every circumstance and that he, His purpose is the believer's good. That's what MacArthur said. I love that. You know, it just goes along exactly with what we're talking about. Okay, so Paul's overall point here is this. Take every worry to God in prayer and be thankful in all situations. I hope you're writing this down. I hope you're, you're taking these things in because we all go through those times of worry and we need to go back to our notes and, and go back to what God is saying here in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Paul is saying here in verse 6 in the second part about be in prayer. Take every worry to God in prayer and be thankful in all situations. And that thankfulness will help you see God. You know, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year when uh, I was in Okinawa and uh, Kristen and I flew over there. We were speaking and sharing at the conference that Pastor Tommy had over there in Calvary Chapel, Ginoa, in the Bible College. And uh, Pastor and Tommy, one day we, we went uh, stand-up surfing with a, a guy named David Lacar. Now, I had met him before, but this time I really got to get to know him and talk story with him and uh, after we went up, we had some nice Okinawan soba and talk stories really good. But David Lakar, he moved from Hawaii over there to Okinawa about 30 years ago. He's he's one of the pastors at a tr another church over there, but he, he comes to Calvary Ginoa many times too. And um, he also started a ministry called Christian Surfers Rukyu, which is the area over there. And so anyway, he great guy, older guy, and he took us out on a uh, uh, took us out sup surfing. And it was a small, super windy day, and to be honest with you, I was a little bit scary because the tide. It was a little bit scary because the tide was really low, and over there in Okinawa, when the tide is low, it's really low, and there's a lot of reef and rocks, and and even after praying for safety before going in the water, you know, we pray before we jump on the boards and paddle out. You know, I was still a little anxious and not only about maybe hitting a rock or falling on a reef at low tide, but I try not to think about it, but I didn't want to step on the stonefish. Now over there in Okinawa, they have the stonefish whose venom, you know, comes from its prickly spine on its dorsal fin. And, you know, it can kill you or hurt you really bad. People have gone to hospital and everything really bad. And so, you know, I was a little bit worried, like, oh, because it's a little tight. Oh, I don't want to step down, you know. I, um, you know, I, I, oh, I don't want to hit a rock. And, and we prayed and all we were going out. But, but you know what? I just gave it to God. 
I thanked him really for the opportunity that we can even go out to this new new spot, and 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 so I I tried not to worry about it. Gave it to the Lord, prayed, and was thankful to God for meeting a new friend and going out, you know, stand up surfing and trying this short uh, stand up surfing board and all of that, and and. And, and it was great. I had a great time. It wasn't too bad. Um, another thing that really helped me was that David Lacar, uh, you know, he's really good at stand-up. And, and what helped me was that just the fact he was there with us, you know, calmed a lot of my worries. Because he knew the spot, the spot he always go to. He was saying, oh, watch out over here, little shadow over here. Oh, stay on this way. Just follow me over here. And so, you know, i just stick close to him and paddle where he was. And I felt totally safe and totally secure you know first god taking my worry and then plus he was right there and you know i felt safer being by him than pastor tommy sorry pastor tommy no but (laughs) but it was it was great and i was thinking about that because as we are thankful to god it reminds us that god is right there with us and like the comfort i found being with david lacar having him nearby so it puts into my mind when I'm thankful for God that He's there too. He's close by there too. He has always been there for me. No matter what has happened, He's always come through. So when you find in your prayer time that presence of God, you find Jesus close by, and you know what happens? Worry just disappears. Remember Mary and Martha? Remember Mary in, in Luke 10 was found, was found at Jesus' feet, right? Where was Martha? He was, she was running around all the way again preparing things. And remember what Jesus said to Martha in Luke chapter 10, verse 41? Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Why wasn't Mary? She was right there at Jesus' feet. Martha was over here, but Martha, Mary was right there with Jesus. Jesus. So take every worry to God in prayer and be thankful in all situations. I'll tell you, that's going to help you so much in your perspective. Giving the worry to God, that's going to lift that burden off of you. I was reading about how one night Ruth Graham, Ruth Bell Graham, Billy Graham's wife, was flooded with worry over a prodigal son who was out uh, just living a crazy lifestyle. She tried to pray, but the anxiety and the fear kept, what she said, piling on top of each other. And when she wrote that, the whole, I know that, you know, just so burdened, right? All this on you. She said the clock said it was 3 a.m. She was exhausted. And then suddenly the Lord seemed to say to her, quit studying the problem and start studying the promises. What a great word. Ruth then turned the light on. She got her Bible, and you know what? She opened them up to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, just what we're studying right now. And as she read, she realized the missing ingredient in her prayers, and that was thanksgiving. So she prayed and thanked God and in worship, and then later she wrote this down about her experience. She said, I began to thank God for giving me this one I love so dearly in the first place. I even thanked him for the difficult spots which taught me so much. And you know what happened? She writes, it was as if someone turned on the light in my mind and heart and the little fears and worries that had been nibbling away 
in the darkness like mice and cockroaches, she wrote, hurriedly scuttled for cover. That was when I learned, Ruth Graham writes, that worship and worry cannot live in the same heart. Isn't that good? So take every worry to God in prayer and be thankful in all situations. All right, well, how to win against worry? Uh, remember, be not anxious about anything. Number two, be in prayer about everything. And then number three now, our last heading, be at peace. Be not anxious, be in prayer, and now be at peace. Well, this is our last verse here tonight, verse 7. And take a look at here. It reads in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, we come to this amazing verse, really. Paul says that when you stop worrying, when you give your worries to God in prayer, with all thanksgiving, a spiritual work then happens. He says the peace of God comes upon you. Now, I want you to think about this peace for a moment. This peace is not positive thinking. It's not even convincing yourself, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. It's, it's, it's not that. It's not because the problem went away after you pray. They, oh, you feel good. That's not, that, that can be peace, right? But that's not the kind of peace that Paul is talking about here. And it's not even having good feelings of knowing God has it all handled. He got it all handled. It's not even that peace, which certainly that can lift the burden worry off of us and we can feel secure and at peace in His arms. But, but it's not even that, you know. No. See, from the presence of God, while you're praying, comes the peace of God. So you can truly be at peace. Our heading here. Jesus said this in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither, neither let, it, let them be afraid. So it's not uh, anything the world can give. It's nothing the, the circumstances can give. But it's something that comes straight from God. This is a divine peace, a supernatural peace, straight from God given to you. And that's why then Paul says here in verse 7 that this peace surpasses all understanding. In other words, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it's past comprehension is what it's saying. It's hard to comprehend this kind of peace. For it is not a natural reaction to calamity. Usually when things happen and you're stressed, you're worried, you know what? Well, you don't have peace. But in the middle of it, this peace you get from God, it doesn't affect uh, those things don't affect you because you have this peace so it's not some natural reaction to calamity or problems to sorrow or stresses or situations that normally would make you worry the idea is this peace is not based on the on the status of circumstances on on how things are going it's none of that it, 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 it you can be at peace because it comes from god directly. John Phillips put it this way, nothing can ruffle the peace of God. It is a calm beyond all storms, a rest beyond all strife, 
a haven beyond all tempestuous I can't say that tempestuous seas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the peace of God is majestic and sublime, or above all. You know, it, it's not affected by circumstances. This peace it comes from God, straight from Him into us, and, and we have this peace. It's like we're in the eye of the storm of a hurricane. Everything's whirling around us, and yet. We're okay. We're at rest. We're calm. We're not all ruffled at all. That's what God can give. That's what comes from the presence comes from the presence of God, the peace of God. That comes from giving Him our worries and being thankful to Him. That comes from making that choice. Says, you know, I'm not going to worry here. I'm going to take this worry. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to give it to the Lord. And why does God give us His peace? Well, Paul says here in this last part of verse 7, to guard your hearts and your minds. Now, this is super interesting because the Greek word for guard is, uh, um, is actually used as a military term, which means to surround and protect. The Philippians, you remember, they were, they were a Roman province, right? They're way out in Greece and Macedonia, but hey, they, they, were, they, they were actually proud of being part of Rome. It's like a little Rome there you know, far away from Italy. Well, the Philippians were living in a garrison town. They could relate to what Paul is saying when he says, hey, hey, this piece, they'll guard, they'll garrison your heart and your mind. They could relate to this word as Roman soldiers maintain watch guarding the city of Philippi from any attack as it was a Roman province here. So God's peace is like a garrison, like a squad of soldiers surrounding your heart and mind from being attacked with worry and fear. And this is for those, Paul ends this verse, who are in Christ Jesus. Believers who are saved can receive and experience this kind of peace. So the peace from Jesus keeps the heart and mind. The, the peace from God can come into your life into your heart and mind and be a guard around you so we can actually be at peace. You know, it is where your heart and mind are the two areas that worry can live, right? We can allow worry to live in our heart. And some commentators say the heart is refers to our emotions and worry can also live in our mind, right? A mind refers to our thoughts, right? We allow those those worryful, worryful, worry, wor- you know, thoughts in our minds, right? Well, and that's why Paul's saying, hey, be not anxious. Do not, do not let that in there, right? Go to God, give it to Him. Be thankful and look what He can do. And you know, He's going to give you this peace that will guard your mind from all that. He'll give you this peace that guard your heart. And sometimes our emotions are the hardest things to battle, right? Our, our worry and our panic and fear and stresses get us going in our emotions and it's hard to reel that in but when we go to prayer when we feel God's presence that remember worry and and God's presence they they can't they can't stay in the same place worry and worship and remember that that as we see God for who he is then God will come we know he can take care of us and then he gives us this peace his peace so when we stay in Jesus His peace can keep us from being led astray and being attacked with worry. Worry cannot get through the supernatural peace from God.
It cannot get through that. So our last point is this tonight. Let God's supernatural peace guard you from being overcome with worry. Let God's supernatural peace guard you from being overcome with worry. Many of you have told me that during this um, coronavirus crisis that you've had great peace. And you also tell me that other people around you are saying, why aren't you worried? aren't you in a panic? It doesn't distress you out. And, and you share with me that, that they're like wondering and questioning you and, and asking you, how could you be so calm? And, and you should be going out of your mind. Well, you know, it's because of God's peace, right? He gives us the supernatural peace no matter with all this stuff going on. You know, recently I was talking to a friend of mine. He, he's, he's another pastor. Uh, he he uh, actually... A pastor's a small church, and he actually works full-time, too, at the same time in California. And uh, he shared how people were asking him things just like that. Well, how, how can you be so peaceful? Now, he heads up a lab in California who actually does the testing for the coronavirus. And so his workers around him are actually testing, you know, the the tests and everything they're, they're, and, and all and, and they were all in such a distress and worry they just couldn't believe that he was so calm and at peace well my friend then shared his trust in Jesus that is because of Jesus and I he told him I know what the future is God has my future I, I'm not afraid of that I know if something even were to happen to me that I'd go to heaven and so he shared the gospel and he also said, you know what, you can have that same peace too. And then several, many of his co-workers ended up praying to receive Jesus. You see, we have something the world doesn't have, nor can they get because they don't have that connection to Jesus. That's why Paul said in verse 7 here, in Christ Jesus. But when we have that connection, when we have that access to Jesus, when we can go to Him in prayer, when we can offload our worries to Him, when we can make that choice, say, no, I'm not going to worry. I'm being be thankful. I'm going to look to God in faith and trust and what He's done in the past, He can do now. When we have that connection, that peace from God can directly come into us. Are you struggling right now? Stop for a moment. Take a breath. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. God's Word is telling us tonight, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything, and you'll have peace in all things. So, Give God your worries. Receive His peace in exchange. That's a picture, you know. That's what I put in my mind whenever I have this worry, whenever I'm stressing, and, and I know that I, I'm, I'm, I keep focusing on that, right? I keep working that, that this problem or stressing and my emotions and keep coming back. And I'm like, no, no, wait, wait. I don't want to do that. You know what I do? I picture in my mind like, like the worry is in my hands, right? And sometimes when I'm praying, I actually... No one's around. It's just me praying. But I actually will take it like, here's my worry, Lord. And I go like this. And I give it to the Lord. I say, Lord, take it from me. And Lord, put peace in my heart in, in exchange. And, and I almost feel like, okay, God, here's the peace. And I go, and it goes in. You know? but, but I have to do that. I have to really put that in my mind because this worry can have its 
tentacles, you know, uh, it's claws in me. So turn your worries, worries into prayers and you will have God's supernatural peace surrounding your heart and your mind. You know, in 1873, Horatio Spofford was his name. He was a lawyer and businessman in Chicago. He had sent his wife and three daughters to Europe by ship while he remained back in the, in the States, the United States, and he was intending to join them a little later. Well, en route, there was a great storm. Uh, this, their ship, where his wife and daughters were, their ship ran into another ship, their shipwreck, during which the three daughters drowned. Mrs. Spatford uh, was rescued. She made it to safety, and then she ended up wiring back to him, saying, all of our daughters have been lost. Only I have been saved. Well, he took the next ship out to the scene of the collision where the ship sank. Four days out, as they came near the place where his daughters had drowned, the captain of the ship pointed to the place like where the ship had gone down, where his daughters had gone down. And it was there on the deck of that ship he wrote these moving words. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say. And you know, what's the next line? It is well, it is well with my soul. I think that would be the hardest thing. Do you lose your daughters, a family member? I think that, that would spin me big time. But look, God gave him peace. As he looked to God, as he cried out to the Lord, God gave him peace. And he could say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That's the kind of peace, you guys. That's the kind of peace that God gives. And that's the kind of peace that is yours, my beloved. Why fret? Why worry? Why run around? Why be overwhelmed with emotions and panic and fear? Why doubt the Lord? Why keep going on and on in that way and, and being controlled by that worry? Why be pulled down by that worry when you can go to God and have that peace so do not be battered tonight any longer by worry do not let it beat you up take you down steal your joy in the Lord turn to God give your worries to him and in prayer thank him and then you'll find that supernatural peace coming over you give it over to God give it over to him to handle I'll close with this story. Why can't you sleep? A wife asked her husband as he paced the floor at 3 a.m. Honey, I borrowed $1,000 from Sam next door, said the husband, and I have to pay him back tomorrow. I just don't have the money, he said, just wringing his hands. The man's wife jumped out of bed at that moment and flung open the bedroom window and said, Sam, Sam, she shouted. After a few minutes, the groggy neighbor opened his window. What is it? He mumbled. You know the thousand dollars my husband owes you? Yeah. He doesn't have it, the woman yelled. 
Turning to her husband, she said, Now, you go to sleep, let him pace the floor. Well, that's sort of the idea. Let God take your worries. Let him worry about it. Give your worries to him so you don't have to. Be not anxious. Be in prayer. Be at peace. That's Paul's recipe for worry. And that's how to win against worry. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you. And God, you are speaking to all of us tonight. Lord, how many times do we worry about this, worry about that? How many times does it, does it uh, take our focus, Lord, off you? How many times do we doubt you? How many times does it just step on our faith and, and we, we can't, we're in a panic about it and fear? How many times, Lord, that we look at things, Lord, as we think they are and as we can see it, but we forget, God, the perspective of what you have done in the past and your power and your sovereignty. Lord God, help us to be thankful to you, thankful for our salvation, thankful for the cross, thankful for your love, thankful for, for your promises in the word that tell us that you will take care of us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, God. Thank you that you'll never give us more than we can handle. Thank you that all things work together for good. So why are we worried, Lord? Help us, God, to give our worry to you. Lord, I pray for those right now who are just overwhelmed, perhaps with this pandemic, God, perhaps uh, from all the things that are going on in the news, perhaps from uh, financial difficulty or, or confusion over opening up uh, the economy, economy. Perhaps there's worry over catching the virus, Lord. God, we don't want to test you, but at the same time, we want to have faith in you, Lord. God, help us, Lord, with these worries. And I pray that you would take those worries and replace them with peace for those who are really struggling right now. God, may we take your word and live it out every day in faith. And may we believe in you that when we come to you and we let our requests be made known to you, when we are not anxious, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, God, when we come to you in that way, that we would find your presence, find the perspective, and find, Lord, your peace moving and be given to us. And we find that peace guarding our hearts and minds. So, Lord, we ask for that right now. I ask, God, by the power of your Spirit, God, that you would directly give every person who hears my voice right now, that you would give them your peace. Given your peace. Fill them right now. In Jesus' name, amen.